Welcome back everyone. Welcome back to another amazing episode of the Pokemon Adventures Podcast. You already know what we're all about. We are reviewing and discussing all the chapters of the Pokemon Adventures manga. I am your host Sergio and with me is my amazing buddy and co-host Chaz. Yay. <laughs> I'm excited. You can hear how excited he is. But mm. today we are reviewing chapter 18, A Tale of Nine Tales or Versus Nine Tales. But before we continue moving forward, we have some awesome and exciting news to talk about about the Pokemon Scarlet and Violet trailer. So, hi, Chaz. Hi. You saw the trailer, right? Yep. <laughs> so, yes, as everybody knows, a few months ago, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet was revealed by Game Freak, by Pokemon. And I think, what is this, the second trailer that we got? Yeah. So, this one is a world overview trailer. Yeah. From what I heard. So, go ahead, Chaz. Or I think you have some questions for me or just a general overview. But whatever you got, go ahead. All right. So you you know what this new region is called, right? Yes, sir. It is called the Paldea region. All right. But do you know why it's called that? (laughs) That I don't. But I think I've seen some people online discuss that it's based on Spain. But even with that being said, I don't know what the word Paldea and Spain have anything to do with each other. Okay, so I guess the etymology of it is Paldea, maybe you're derived from pal or friend, like friend or ally, like my pals. And then, or it could be Paldea, which is, which just means education and learning. And aldea, which is a Spanish word for village or hamlet. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you put all those together, you get paldea. Nice, nice. Okay. I hadn't thought about any of that. Which is interesting because how the the word word paldea, which is education and learning, kind of has a lot to do with the the fact that this is more like a school setting. Well... Judging by how the a lot of the characters that are dressed, the way they're dressed, it seems that this is going to have a very like academy theme looking thing. Yeah. Yeah, they're all dressed like, you know, then there's school clothes, like a typical traditional uniform. So I'm not surprised by that. Yep. And then also another fun fact is that Paldea it Apparently, it seems to be based on the Iberian Peninsula, which is mainly divided into two countries of uh, Spain and Portugal. Oh, nice. Nice, nice, nice. That's good to hear. I haven't... I'm not a big geography guy, but that's cool to hear. Do you have uh, another question or anything in general towards the game? Oh, yeah. What's the name of the new thing? Ah, (laughs) the new gimmick. Okay, as everybody knows, lately, ever since Gen 6, we get a new gimmick. First, we had Mega Evolution, then Z-Moves, Dynamax, Gigantamax, and now we have Terrestalizing, Terrestalizing, or... ah. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know, but that's the best way that I can pronounce it, so... My immediate thoughts, I like it. doesn't seem like a bad thing. I don't think the trailer revealed everything. It just shows that it's going to affect the typings of the Pokemon. Yeah. And they, the Pokemon look like they turn into crystals. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they get, all get hats. Yeah, which is funny because I I would have thought that whenever whenever something is named a shiny Pokemon, you would think it would look like that, and yeah. not just like a different color. <laughs> so this is actually pretty interesting. I wonder how it'll look like if it's a shiny Pokemon that's, with the terrestrializing. That's true. The shiny Pokemon are gonna shine even more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So as everybody knows, 
a few weeks ago. You guys are probably going to listen to this a little bit late. So you guys are probably thinking, really, the last Pokemon Scarlet and Violet trailer was revealed months ago. But we're recording this a little bit more into the future. In the last Pokemon Scarlet and Violet video, they released a new gimmick. Which, from what it seems, is called terrestrializing. And it seems to turn the Pokemon that uses it into some sort of crystallized form. And from what we saw in the trailer, it affects their typing. Well, for some Pokemon, it changes their typing. They seem to get something on their head. Yeah. <laughs> the whole chandelier-looking things. Yeah, so there's still a lot we don't know about this new gimmick. For example... We don't know how it's going to affect the fully evolved Pokemon because in the trailer, I think it only showed pre-evolutions how they can use it. Like, for example, Pikachu, Eevee, the new starters. I don't think we saw any fully evolved Pokemon using the new gimmick. So, did it show Gardevoir? Did it show Gardevoir? I think so. Like, an, like a small frame before it cut out. Hmm. I don't 100% remember, but who knows? You're right, but... Oh, you know what? It did show Gardevoir. It was one of the... What was it? It was like one of the, like the new dungeon things that they were announcing also. Mm, okay. like, you know you know how in the other in the other one, uh, the other game, they had like... What is it? Like cooperative dungeons? Yeah, yeah. Where you would fight like the Gigantamax of a, a different Pokemon. Okay. It's something similar to that, but you're fighting a terrestrialized version of whatever Pokemon's there. Oh, I think it was like a raid battle, right? Yeah, it was like a raid battle. Okay. I'm curious, though. I think some Pokemon, the, their terrestrialized version changes their type because I yeah. believe Pikachu gets balloons. And I don't know if he turns into an electric flying type or just a pure flying type. I'm pretty sure it's electric flying. Hmm. So, I'm wondering if that's going to affect the fully evolved Pokemon. So, that's interesting to wait and find out what all that it's about. But, continuing with it, some of the other new information, we found out that the uh, new region is called Paldea. And I guess there's going to be a bit of a open world storyline where, yeah, sure. You can follow the traditional storyline, which is to get your eight gym badges. But I think there's going to be other storylines. What are your thoughts or predictions on that, Chas? It's actually a nice change for ones because I normally, the other times it was always like, oh, do the eight gym leaders in this specific order and fight the Elite Four, then the champion, and then you're it. And then whatever random post game there is. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, somewhere in the middle, you fight the bad guys. And then from this one, is like, I'm, from what he's talking about, it's supposed to act like a like a sort of treasure hunt, mm-hmm. where you're supposed to look for different things, but also as you find them, you also challenge what I'm assuming are gym leaders or Could something be. else. You know what would be really cool to introduce at this time? Something I would have wanted from the previous games. I know one of the manga storylines did this. And also the anime. Back in Generation 3, Hoenn, they introduced contests. Do you remember Pokemon contests? Yeah. Yeah, so the whole thing about contests is your Pokemon portray their special moves. The whole thing was about how in sync the trainer is with the Pokemon, how good the Pokemon can show off their moves, and whoever showed the off their moves better got more points. And in the end, in whatever tournament or contest they had to be in, whoever portrayed or defeated their opponent wins. And in the anime, in Generation 3 and Generation 4, we got to see that There was a trainer named Nando. I'm pretty sure most of our listeners remember Nando. He had a cricket tune. He decided to take on the journey of getting his eight gym badges, but also participating in contests to get all his contest ribbons. So 
it'd be really cool to have something like that in the new games where you can kind of choose what do you want to do. Get your eight gym badges or get your contest ribbons or both. That'd be mm-hmm. pretty cool. Well, they they might do something like that. Or probably not with contest, but I think it has to do with the, what is it, with the with the treasure finding. Could be. And with the new terrestrializing form, it actually would be pretty cool to bring contests even back in the anime or in the games or both. Mm-hmm. It'd be awesome to do that. Now, this next question, Torres, you chas is more along the lines. Do you like the new gimmick, the new terrestrializing gimmick? Comparing it to the previous gimmicks that we've had before. I think it would be interesting just because of the simple fact that when they when they do that, it changes their their typing. It's like once it changes their typing, it also it's like it it also forces you to to think of a different way to defeat that certain Pokemon instead sure. of just a simple oh it's like you know what typing it is. It's like and now and now you take it out with the same regular moves. Like now it's like oh, it's like once it change once it changes in to the terastalizing thing. Mm-hmm. It's like now you have to think about it a little bit differently. Like I, I like the fact that it's like it might add a little bit more of a challenge, but then again, this is Pokemon. <laughs> like I don't expect challenge out of it. <laughs> so yeah, a whole new strategy is definitely going to be involved now, considering that the Pokemon might change their typings or their attacks. And I think it's still really early to kind of predict what else this gimmick might involve. Now, as I mentioned before, we've had previous gimmicks. Chaz, if you had to rate these gimmicks, one being the highest, four being the lowest, how would you rate these gimmicks so far? And obviously... We don't know a lot about terrestrializing yet, but just from what we know from the trailer, how would you rate them? I think I'd probably give it like a, maybe like a three. Okay. What's your favorite gimmick then? What would you, what gimmick would you give the number one spot? Honestly, it would be Mega Evolutions. Yeah. Because like not, not only, not only did it already do the same thing as terrestrializing, because I know that some of the Pokemon actually changed their typings. Or it changed it to like a dual typing or something like that. And like this one, it only changes. It's like it either forces it to change it to one singular typing, or it adds to it. But like from what it from what it looks like, it looks like it just kind of forces it to become the one typing. So like the Pikachu, that has the balloons, it probably just ends up being forced into only a flying type. The cool thing about changing or adding. And adding a flying type to an electric type, that means usually adding the levitating ability. Uh-huh. If you add the levitating ability to an electric type, you get rid of its ground type weakness. Yeah. Of course, now you have to worry about rock types. But if anybody wanted to come at you and be like, Okay, you're using a Pikachu. I'm going to hit you with a ground type move. But then you surprise them with a terrestrializing move. Now your Pikachu is a, an electric flying type. Now it's in the air. Now it's flying or levitating. Mm-hmm. You can't get hit by an earthquake attack anymore. Now, of course, your opponent can still surprise you with a Stone Age and you're still dead anyways. But yeah. electric types are not weak to rock types. So it's not going to do as much damage. So it's pretty cool. It's pretty interesting. We're going to have to wait and see what the new gimmick brings. As for me, I agree with you. Mega Evolutions was definitely the peak so far in the gimmicks. For the number two spot, I would probably give Z-Moves. Z-Moves are pretty cool. Mm. It'd be nice to see them come back in the Nintendo Switch in a more hd format because we've only seen them in 3ds graphics that's true i don't know but that, that's kind of why i like mega evolution because like it kind of already had all like most of the benefits of of the other three but it wasn't to it wasn't the one thing 
which kind of changed up a lot of from what from what I've heard it changed up a lot of tactics especially in in the multiplayer section because with Mega Evolution you have the power of the Gigantamax also the the power to moves of a Z move because their stats changed too and then terrestrializing which is a new one is like some of the Pokemon also changed their typings when they did that. I honestly feel like they should just stick, they should just stuck with the one thing, and then and then just kept adding to it instead of like oh it was like now we're just gonna throw this mechanic away, and we're gonna do something else which may not be as good, and then we're gonna use it for this one game and then throw it away later on. That's true, and I think you voice the voice of many people on. When it comes to Pokemon, I really wish they could have kept Mega Evolution for a little longer, even before Z moves. Yeah. Like it would have been cool that we had Mega for at least three generations before yeah. they introduce a new gimmick. Give other Pokemon some Mega Evolutions, and then maybe like at least I don't know seven years later, introduce a new gimmick like Z moves, and then. Let let the Z moves thrive a little bit for another five to seven years before introducing a new gimmick. I think a lot of fans can agree with me when I say that introducing a new gimmick every new game, every new generation is too much at this point. We don't need a new gimmick every three years, every four years. It's unnecessary at this point. Pokemon thrived on its own for a long time on its own. So it's just like, let a new gimmick breathe first (laughs) before introducing another one. Mm -hmm. It's like people were just barely accepting and getting used to Dynamax and Gigantamax. And now we got terrestrializing. (laughs) I can only imagine how hard it could be. For a new Pokemon fan to come in right now and they see the anime or they see the new games and in one game we got Pokemon changing forms in another game they're turning giants in another game they're turning crystals yeah. <laughs> so to all our listeners let us know what you think what's your favorite gimmick you can find us on Instagram messages Message us or comment on there. What's your favorite gimmick? What's your thoughts on the new gimmick, which is terrestrializing? Let us know. Everyone's being very vocal about it. Of course, I've always been somebody that says, let's not be overly negative. Let's give the new gimmick a chance. But with that being said, Game Freak or if anybody from Game Freak is listening, we don't need a new gimmick. Every new generation. <laughs> what I say, bring on negativity. <laughs> so, I mean, that's the only reason that the the Pokemon the company gets away with basically everything they've been getting away with so far is because people keep buying the games. Oh, I for one will always buy them. I I will admit I'm I'm a huge Pokemon fan. Chas, mm. you know this. Yes. <laughs> I will always buy a new game. I love Pokemon. I'll buy whatever the hell they want to introduce to us. Unless one day... I think my main concern at this point, considering how far Pokemon is, is if they ever do like a complete reboot of the franchise. I don't know how I would feel about that, considering... I like I like continuity. I like that we have so many generations of Pokemon. Generation 1 all the way now up to the new generation, Generation 9. I like that. You can literally jump into any generation and choose which generation is your favorite, which generation is your least favorite or your most hated. It's awesome. You can choose any generation you like or if you love all of them. I think Every generation has something good and something terrible to offer. (laughs) All right. So I think we've gone on on a good rant. (laughs) We're going to get started on today's story. Don't worry, guys. This is still a Pokemon Adventures 
manga podcast and we're gonna get started do you remember what happened last week Chaz? last episode you want to give us a quick little recap let's say last week it's like that, that that's when they they were having a little bit of trouble with uh with team rocket still there's be but they actually found mew which is which is a good thing they they were they were actually almost defeated by the by the jinx that came along and absolutely was wrecking them so the jinx and the youth pastor were just having <laughs> their way with them up until mew came along and showed them the true power of god because mew has the power of god and enemy on his side oh and yeah. after that mew just appears gives a little peace out and just flies yep. flies off and then from there they blue blue and oh not blue sorry green and red uh go their separate ways that's it yeah so we saw our heroes fighting rocket they helped Mew get away and now we're at the start of chapter 18 a tale of nine tales and our chapter starts with our second protagonist which is blue blue oak and our first panel shows him carrying a plate full of coins he's walking down an aisle of slot machines and their players and everybody's watching him in awe they're impressed he won a lot and blue's walking over to the counter he's going to exchange all these coins the person at the register he tells blue is this the first pokemon you've won at the game center so really quick for anybody wondering where we're at it seems that we're still at the celeron game corner for anybody that played the original generation one games you know what we're talking about the yes, good right. old the what we're at the celeron game quarter celeron <laughs> <laughs> the celadon game corner <laughs> yes the celadon Game corner, as we know, that's also Team Rocket's headquarters. Mm-hmm. Which makes you wonder, what does this count more as? Is this is this more akin to Vegas Casino or Chuck E. Cheese? Oh, I'm pretty sure at this point, or Shakey's Vegas Casino. Vegas Casino, yeah, because they they sell off animals <laughs> to fight for them and that's then sleep them later on. So, <laughs> going back to the panel where we're at, the guy at the register asks Blue. Is this the first Pokemon you've won at the Game Center? It's not the same as raising as one you caught yourself. They're awfully hard to train. So the guy gives Blue a Pokeball. From this page, we don't know who the Pokemon is. So we go to the next page and we jump back into Red. Mm-hmm. And Red is... It says here he's on the outskirts of Celeron City. <laughs> and for some reason, and I'm pretty sure it's because of his encounter with Team Rocket, we see Red saying, I got to get out of this nasty city and now. <laughs> to be honest, that's exactly how I feel whenever I go to L.A. <laughs> so Red is running. He's looking towards his back he's not watching where he's going somebody tells him hold it and red immediately bumps into somebody we see pokeballs flying everywhere next thing you know at the bottom of the panel it's blue red bumps into blue both red and blue's pokeballs flew everywhere go ahead Charles. next page yep all right so we cut to the next panel where where Red is just like, oh, so that's your Pokemon. And green, green, uh... Blue. Blue. Sorry. Ugh, I damn know. names. I know. <laughs> so Blue says, as I, Blue tells Porygon to return. And it's like, and obviously, when you have a leash, you can just suck it back in. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, really quick. The Pokemon that Blue got at the game corner for exchange for his coins was a Porygon. Yep. As the Porygon and the Porygon is, uh, as as Blue is seen, and now it's very it's been incredibly difficult to actually even just to even like get it to follow any command, and it's just trying to run away. So Red is chasing after Blue, saying it's like, "Oh, you caught a Porygon!" It's like, "Aren't those incredibly rare?" 
uh, where'd you get it? And he says, like, oh, from an arcade machine. And you you see, you see the little panel, and it's just a it's just a small little Porygon, but it's like extremely pissed off, and it's a Pokeball. It's angry. Yeah. <laughs> and it says like, oh, they warned me it'd be hard to control, but I didn't catch it myself. But this is ridiculous. It's like, like I can hardly use it. Blue just uh just brushes it off, and he says like, oh, see you around. Unfortunately. And Red Boy, he's as friendly as ever. Yeah. <laughs> So we cut to the next panel where we we actually see a whole bunch of wild Pokemon chasing after two little girls. And Red is just like, oh, wild Pokemon. It's like, all right, tight. And it's like a chance to be the hero. Now, for our listeners really quick, the wild Pokemon is a very large Rhydon, a wild Marowak, and a Graveler chasing these two girls. Go ahead, Chess. Makes me wonder, how did they get to that point? Right. It's like how do you how do you get to the point where you piss off a Marowak, a Rhydon, and a Graveler at the same time? But I think this is a callback to how the Pokemon are describing the games. Anytime at the beginning of any game, I'm pretty sure anybody that has played any Pokemon game remembers, you're never allowed to walk anywhere without your own Pokemon, and they always tell you. You got to be careful while Pokemon are everywhere. And I'm pretty sure that's exactly what they're worried about. A wild ride on a fully evolved Marowak and a Graveler chasing mm-hmm. after you. I'm pretty sure these girls didn't have any Pokemon of their own. Go ahead. All right. So Brett says, oh, Pikachu, I choose you. Throws out a spell ball, but <laughs> out comes a Charmeleon. Yeah. And he's just like the heck man why <laughs> yeah and he sees that he's he's now completely defenseless because he's expecting a pikachu and it turns out it's blue's charmeleon that appeared before him the the, the two girls behind him right are panicking they're like oh stop them stop them and he's like i'm working on it he's <laughs> like put it on mine yeah he's like okay let's pull it out of the stops so He's hoping that at least one of the Pokemons that he has are his. And he's throwing them all out. And you see a Golduck, a Machoke, a Pidgeot, and a Scissor. Right? Scissor? Scyther. 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 There you go. Right. Immediately one of the girls says, like, oh, you must be blue. <laughs> it's like, you're famous. <laughs> he's just like. And she says, like, oh, you've got a Charmeleon, a Golduck, and a Pokédex. It's like, you must be him. And it's like, we heard there was, there was a famous trainer in the area, but we never dreamed we'd actually get to meet him. And then, <laughs> <laughs> it's the like, one of the worst part is, like, of course, you're not as good as, you're not as good looking as they say. And Red does the anime fall. Boom. <laughs> I would, too, if someone were to just pop up and tell me that. Poor Red. At this point, he's just confused. Number one, he realizes that none of his Pokemon are with him. He's like, what is going on here? These girls are immediately thinking that he's someone else. And not only that, but they add an insult. They're like, oh, you must be blue. First of all, I'm not blue. And then they tell him, oh, but you're not as good looking as they say. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So... The next page. Red is like, wait, wait, wait. He's trying to explain himself. He's like, wait a second. I'm not, I'm not blue. And the girls are like, hurry up. Show us your battle skill. The, the Pokemon are coming. And then we see Rhydon and Marowak just charging at Red. So Red, he's like, you know what? He just jumps into action. He's like, okay, fine then. Watch this. Charmeleon, flamethrower. And then... I could hear this. I could only imagine just the sounds of crickets. Charmeleon just stares at Red like, what? (laughs) (laughs) And then in the following panel, we just see a big Rhydon's giant foot just stepping on Red. And then the girls are just looking at Red in disappointment. Go ahead, Chaz. Next page. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So now now we cut to the next panel of a... Very defeated red. With a little band-aid on his <laughs> a little head. little band-aid on his hat. <laughs> and, he, and the poor guy is just like... 
It's like he he's like he's just not having a good day, obviously. And then the girls are even accusing him of being a fake. Yeah. Even though he never claimed to be red. Blue. Blue. <laughs> Damn it, man, it's like this. This whole comic's gonna confuse me one of these days. I know. And he says, I, I would have won easily if I had my own Pokemon. It's like I still can't believe that all my Pokemon got switched with blues. Yeah. And so he has Charmeleon, Golduck, Scyther, Pidgeot, Machoke, and Porygon. So, he yeah. says, like, I don't know how to use any of them. So, obviously, when Red bumped into Blue, their Pokeballs fell everywhere, and they both picked up each other's Pokemon. So, after his terrible loss and disappointment and embarrassment in front of these girls, he's he... Red opens up his Pokédex and he's registering all the Pokémon. He and Red is worried. He's like, "Man, where are my Pokémon?" And now we see at the bottom of the panel, Blue's Pokémon are getting restless. We see Charmeleon trying to bite him, <laughs> and Red Red tells Charmeleon, "He's like, can't we be, just be friends?" And then. In the next page, we learn that Blue's Pokemon are very disciplined, very a very disciplined team. They're on, on, on a schedule because they immediately start working out. They start doing laps. They start running around. We get a little effect here that says Jog Jogs. And we see Charmeleon, Golduck, the Machoke, even Pidgeot <laughs> running why, around. Why is the Pidgeot jogging? <laughs> <laughs> just imagine this guys to all our listeners imagine a Pidgeot jogging in my mind I'm laughing because I only imagine a big a big pigeon just waddling around yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's probably the slowest one considering he's not using his wings but Red's looking at these Pokemon working out he's like I can't believe it they're exercising all on their own. And Red Red is impressed. He realizes and he even says, Blue sure has these guys well trained. Unfortunately, they're not going to listen to any trainer except their own. And go ahead, Chas. Take over in the next few panels. Yep, sure. He says, unless... And it just tells them, stop. It's like, you can do your training in battle. It's like, for now, let's go swimming. And he says, like, come on, guys, like, the water's fine. And you, it's like, you, you see the panel where it's, it's just red. He's, he's saying, it's like, oh, jump in, jump in. He's playing around. And you see uh, Charmeleon and Pidgeot just confused. It's like, <laughs> absolutely. It's like, because obviously, it's like, these are Pokemon. They're on the grind. They went to the gym. They didn't go there for the swimming pool. Yeah. <laughs> so all I could think of right here is these are trained soldiers that somehow ended up getting stuck with some neighborhood kids wanting to have fun. Yeah. And as they're watching the other kids have fun, they're just staring at them like, what are you doing? He's like, they're like, what is this fun? <laughs> what is this fun? <laughs> no. As for blue, we see the panel. Uh, he he's making he's making the chunky Pokemon run. <laughs> <laughs> so you have Pikachu, uh, Ivysaur, and damn it, I forgot his name. Polyrath. <laughs> Poly, Yes. Yeah, Polyrath. So you have Pikachu, Ivysaur, and Polyrath. There's like, it's like really just jogging around. It's like, and blue's making him run. He says like. Until I get my own Pokemon back from Red, I'll just have to make do with these. But first, I have to get to know them. It's like, it's lucky our Pokedex has got switched too. This will tell me everything I need to know about my Pokemon. And then he looks at it and he says, like, oh, so I got an Ivysaur in exchange for my Charmeleon. It's like Pikachu, Polyrath, Ivysaur. And then he says, like, oh, it's like, I guess I'll train them my way. So, Blue... Now, also realizing that he got Red's Pokemon, he's getting the complete opposite. Red is, has not been as strict and disciplined as Blue has. So, Pikachu, Polyrath, and Ivysaur, 
they're getting the workout of their life. (laughs) (laughs) So just imagine somebody that never has never worked out a day in their life, maybe now being told to jog, run, do Mm pushups, especially Pikachu, poor thing. I'm surprised Pikachu even listened. Right. That's the actual surprising part. But see, that's the thing. Pikachu must have recognized like, oh, crap. This guy is not somebody to mess with or disappoint. Yeah. (laughs) So Blue registers Red's Pokemon on his Pokedex. He's training them, making them work out. We get we go to the next page, which cuts back to Red with Mm -hmm. Blue's Pokemon. Three days later. Oh, you're right. It does say three days later. It's nighttime. They're in the middle of a forest. He started a little campfire and <laughs> Red is Red is looks like he's doing s'mores. And he's trying to offer it to Blue's Pokemon. <laughs> and he's like, dinner? And Charmeleon and Golduck are looking at him like, no, get away from us. <laughs> they're just getting they're just giving him the side eye. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously. Red hasn't been very successful in warming up to them. And I, I, I get it. They're probably used to Blue. They know how Blue is. They know the schedule that Blue has them in. And Red hasn't exactly been able to make a good impression to them. And then Red says here, I just can't win with these guys. At least they don't bite me anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and then it says here, Red says, after all, after all the Pokemon battles we've had the last three days, all we caught are these two. And he and shows the panel that he caught a Diglett and a Krabby. And then from afar, keep in mind, guys, it's nighttime. He's in the middle of a forest. Him and Blue's Pokemon have made a little campfire. But from far away, we see a light, a, not, a big light shining. And he says... Red immediately recognizes it, and he says, isn't that a Ninetales? Is it fighting something? And in the very na- very last panel, it shows a really cool picture of Blue throwing Red's Pikachu, Pika, into the battle against a wild Ninetales. Go ahead, Chaz. Next page. Yep. And then Pikachu, like he tells us, like, oh, Pikachu, use the trick I taught you. And it's like, tail strike. You know? It's funny, because the phone says tail strike, but the book says toxic. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, wow. So here I'm thinking, it's like, oh, it's like, he actually showed him a, was a, a poison move. That's crazy. Yeah. And for everybody that knows, tail strike is not a real Pokemon move, at least not in the anime or the games. If anything... That looks to me like an Iron Tail. But we all know Iron Tail didn't exist in Generation 1. But hey, go ahead, Charles. Keep going. Yeah. So he says, like, oh, just because you're an electric uh, Pokemon doesn't mean a good trainer can't ke- can't teach you non-electric attacks. Man, this, <laughs> this, this guy just finds any chance to just take a jab at Red. Anytime. And it's like, so after, it's like, a- after... After Pikachu does the the tail strike or the toxic at the at the nine tails, you see it go up in the air, and Blue says, "I all right now finish it, Pikachu," and he's about to he's about to shoot him with a assuming with a thunderbolt. Yeah, we see he, Pikachu in the air, completely zapping everything around him, and I think including nine tails. But nine tails look like he just jumped. He jumped out of the way, basically. Yeah. Because in the next panel, he says, I oh, the nine tails is getting away because it is it's jumping out. So it's just sleeping across the the plane. And he says, like, oh, and but the nine tails is actually running towards red. And immediately he's like, you, you see, you see uh, the nine tails throw out this fire attack. And red throws out his machoke. He's like, machoke and come out. And it's like. Blue and Blue is just like I was like, "What are you doing, you idiot?" <laughs> it's like, "Do you want to kill Machoke?" It's like, "Oh, it's like you're here." Yeah, because Blue, I mean Machoke, is getting the full fire attack of Ninetales fire attack head mm-hmm. on, poor thing. Mm-hmm. And then that's when Red is like, "But Blue, Red 
immediately starts arguing with Blue. He's like, who are you calling an idiot? Look at my Pikachu. And Blue is like, big deal, because we see Pikachu on the ground looking tired, gasping for air. Mm-hmm. And then Blue tells Red, like, hurry up, just save my Machoke. And then that's when, oh, and then this is where it gets good. Machoke, Machoke suddenly starts sweating. He starts trembling, vibrating. And then in the next page, he sprouts an extra set of arms. And who do we got, Chas? Yep, now we got a Machamp. Machamp, a full-grown Machamp now. Yep. And then both Red and Blue, oh, because when Machoke, Evolved into Machamp, immediately squashes Ninetale, pins him to the ground. All I could think about now is a wrestling match, and we got a referee pinning Ninetales to the ground. One, two, three. Ninetales is out. Red and Blue immediately try to catch Ninetales at the same time, throw out their Pokeballs. Blue got it. And he's like, yes, score. And then... Of course, now we got the both boys arguing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go ahead, Chaz. Yep, and he's like, Red's just like, what are you doing? It's like, that's my Pokeball. I caught it. Blue says, maybe so, but it was my Machamp who weakened it. <laughs> Red says, like, it's mine. Blue says, like, nah. Sorry. Just, <laughs> just swipes the Pokeball just grabs away from it. <laughs> And Red says, like, that lazy idiot is like, I, I trained his... Oh, no, sorry. This is actually blue. It's like, that lazy idiot is like, I trained his Pokemon to be twice the... <laughs> twice, it's like, twice the fighters they were. But he didn't do a single thing with mine. He just completely glosses over the fact that his that his Machoke just evolved. Exactly. It's like, although I had to admit, it's like, I wasn't able to, to evolve until Red had him for a while. So... <laughs> And then Blue actually finishes that sentence and says, coincidence, I'm sure. So, a little pause there. Here in the manga, you guys got to realize that they're learning a lot about these Pokemon. There's still a lot of unknown things to them. So, I don't think Blue knew that in order to evolve a Machoke into a Machamp, he needed to trade him. So that's basically what happened here. Once Machoke was in the presence of his previous trainer, that's what he evolved. It's the whole trade evolution thing. Yeah. So Blue didn't know that. So that's why he says, although I have to admit, Machoke wasn't able to evolve until Red had him for a while. Coincidence, I'm sure. And he closes his Pokedex. And then I love the next panel. Blue is looking at all his Pokemon his Charmeleon, Golduck, Pidgeot, his <clears throat> Porygon. Keep in mind, guys, Blue was struggling to train this Porygon at, at the beginning of the chapter. That Porygon looked like he had some anger issues. And this is what Blue says. There's something different about my team now. They're all looking at him with very friendly, loving eyes. They look a lot warmer. Ninetales is looking nervous, but... Ninetales doesn't really count at this point because he's new. But basically, Blue immediately recognizes that his Pokemon are a lot warmer now. They're, the way I see it is, this reminds me of the Grinch movies. Their heart grew three times larger. There you go. <laughs> and they're looking at Blue like, hey, you're our trainer. We love you. <laughs> Go ahead, Chaz. You want to describe now uh, Red's Pokemon's re- new reactions? Yes, this is this is a this is a classic case of Stockholm syndrome, guys. <laughs> where these these Pokemon that were taken from their homes and enslaved, forced to fight, <laughs> now have no other choice but to fall in love with their masters. As you can see, this Porygon, who used to absolutely hate Blue, is now snuggling up against them. Yeah. And you see, you see the the gold duck, the Charmeleon, and the Pidgeot now looking at him with loving eyes. But that's enough of them, though. Let's come back to to Red, which we get a funny reaction out of all this. Where he says, "Come on, guys, let's go. Let's do a little bit of cycle training." He says, "I think you can keep up with me." Now you see all of these guys, all of Red's Pokemon, the Pikachu's, the Avisaur, and the Polyrath, just. 
with absolutely determined eyes, right? <laughs> and you just see them. They're just like rushing it, just like do, 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 do. And Red is like now cycling even faster, trying to run away from them. He says, like, don't look at me like that. You're scaring me. He's like, Blue, what did you do to my Pokemon? This is too funny because this is the way I see it. This is the way that I interpret it. Red's Pokemon suddenly came back from a training session with Vegeta. Mm -hmm. And Blue's Pokemon came back from a training session with Goku. Yeah. <laughs> Red's Pokemon now look very determined. Now they're looking at Red like, you know what? You've been wasting our time this whole time. Now we want to get stronger. There you go. <laughs> and Blue's Pokemon, they're all like, how dare you? You never took us for a swim. <laughs> we just want to have fun now. Like, ease up on us a little bit. So. Right. Blue's Pokemon now have learned that it's okay to take it easy every now and then. Relax, enjoy life, enjoy the sweet, fresh air. And Red's Pokemon, who, considering Red's carefree attitude, have always had a good time, but never experienced a good training session. Now they're more determined than ever. And Red is looking at them like, why are you guys so serious? <laughs> <laughs> and that actually marks the end of chapter 18 as we move on to the last page, the next page, actually, which is chapter 19. We see that red is now on the cycling road. And obviously we see, I'm pretty sure it's now another day, a fresh new day because red is like, ah, this is life. You know, he's enjoying Riding his bike. We don't see any of his Pokemon. So I'm pretty sure they're on their Pokeballs. A random. Okay. I know I'm going to miss up the trend. The pronunciation. Tangela. Tangela. Yes. Tangela. I was going to call him Tangela. Okay. Tangela. A random wild Tangela jumps in front of him as he's riding his bike. He tries to swerve out of the way. He falls. Just mm -hmm. imagine a typical bike fall. Falling off your bike. He's rubbing his butt. He's like, ow. And then now he ends up in front of a house that has a long line of people. And he's like, holy, like, what's going on here? The Tangela runs away. And we get the official chapter name of chapter 19. Blame it on Evie. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on chapter 18, Chas? Oh, this is actually pretty funny. Because like it, and it's it's also it's also cool because you see the different the different training tactics with uh with red and and blue because you see you see red is like he's obviously like more carefree than whatnot and his and his training translate and it translates into his training and then you see blue who is a lot more serious taking that into account to how he trains his Pokemon and then you you see how. Both their methods are good, but each of their Pokemon were able to, I guess you could get, say, grow stronger in a way, because they they now, they were given a different perspective. It's a matter of balance. Yeah, it's a matter of balance. Because you could tell that Blue's Pokemon probably trained every day, mm -hmm. but Blue never showed them how to have fun very serious pokemon and then yeah. we got red pokemon who knew how to have a good time but probably very undisciplined po undisciplined lazy pokemon yeah <laughs> so yeah you're right i love this chapter in a sense i feel like when it comes to anime this may even be considered a filler episode but we learned a lot. I think it was cool. Blue got two new Pokemon. He got Porygon. He got a Ninetales, which I guess you could say Red technically caught. Red Pokeball did catch it. Blue just yeah. swiped it from him. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, and then... And it's actually cool because this chapter actually plays into action. We see the effects of this chapter way later on. But yeah, it shows, you know, two different training methods. Red just takes it easy, but he has a warmer connection with his Pokemon. Blue, on the other hand, sure, his Pokemon are tougher, 
but they're a lot more cold-hearted. And after this chapter, we got to see a little bit of a little mixture of both. Red's team now know how to train harder, and Blue's Pokemon now know how to like. They're still tough, but they know how to take it easy, how to relax every now and then. Now, and both their trainers, Blue is like. What's wrong with you guys? Why why are you hugging me? There you go. And then Red is like, hey, take it easy, guys. Like, I can't keep up with you because now Polyrath, Ivysaur, and Pikachu know how to run faster. They can they they've amped up their training session a lot, you know, a lot higher. <laughs> but yeah, any uh final thoughts on this chapter, Chaz? Hmm. That nine tails belongs to Red. That's true. <laughs> Freaking blue, man. I know. <laughs> but yeah, guys, that's the end of chapter 18. Hope you guys enjoyed this chapter. This is actually one of my favorite chapters. It's pretty fun story. But once again, find us on Instagram. Find us on Apple Podcasts. Find us on Spotify. Share this podcast with anybody else that enjoys Pokemon and has in heard or known much about the pokemon adventures manga we're going to continue moving forward next week is chapter 19 it's called blame it on eevee if you like eevee this chapter centers around that pokemon so you don't want to miss out and once again i also ask you guys if you guys can give us a review on i on itunes apple Podcasts, or spotify it really helps us out if you're enjoying the podcast give us a five-star review we greatly appreciate it and until next week episode 19 chapter 19 thank you once again for downloading and listening and we will see you next episode thank you guys later haters